See, the problem with us doing a 2023 wrap up is that I already want to talk about the books I've read in 2024 because I read a batshit wild one, guys. (laughs) But you can't. It's illegal. Apparently, serial killer rom-coms are a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. But the serial killers are vigilantes. (laughs) I can't believe you're spoiling the end of this episode. (laughs) You're spoiling next year's wrap up. No, but I already read it, and I'll forget about it by December. By the end of this episode? (laughs) Yeah. And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. But that's not what we're doing today, actually, because today what we're doing is our year in review for 2023, (laughs) and I don't care that it's February. We're recording this at the beginning of January, so it still counts. And we couldn't record it in December, because what if we read books in December? And we all did over the holidays. This is why I don't agree with wraps or in reviews, year in reviews happening in December. It should happen Mm -hmm. January 1st. Mm -hmm. Anyway, despite all of that, I am still one of your hosts. (laughs) And my name today is a Sophie for the Wild Built. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) By Becky Chambers. (laughs) Uh I love that There you go. So good. Yeah. I tried putting it in some of the other parts of that title and it just wasn't as good. So <laughs> A Psalm for the Wild Sophie is very funny. <laughs> Actually, you're right. A Psalm for the Wild Sophie is pretty good. <laughs> it makes you sound like a feral little creature who lives in a bog, which, which I suppose I, is <laughs> as- I aspire to. <laughs> it's like that's just a fact, I think. Yeah. True facts. Aspirational. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> and who are you guys? Well, I'm one of your other hosts, and today I am Sam, theoretically. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, a spicy nice. one. Uh-huh. Well, spicy. At what point do you become actually Sam and not just theoretically Sam? Maybe mm. by the end of the episode? Great question. You think? Potentially. After 10 more hours of sleep, I might become more... More actualized? Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, I find it confusing because Sam theoretically and Sam on the brain, and <laughs> they're all pretty similar. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're all pretty much the same Sam. <laughs> the Sam hypothesis? Yeah. I just figured out where you were coming from with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It is her new book. It's fair. I like all the Sams, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you like all the versions of me because there's a few of them. <laughs> I mean, we did all know that Sam is just a Raylo with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> <laughs> the original, yeah, yeah. Uh, damn. Wow. All <laughs> no, right. It's completely different. You don't understand. Oh, sorry. No, I don't. I've only read one of them. Yeah. I've only read the first Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, third host? Yeah. yeah. I'm the third host, and today I am Hannah the Ninth. <laughs> wow. I'm mentally ill in space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Thanks. 
are you like the reincarnation of uh, that was going to be a spoiler. Um, somebody, Something. perhaps. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's hard <Something>. to say. <laughs> it's hard to say exactly who I am, you know? Yeah. There are so many possibilities. There are so many possibilities. <laughs> All I know is that I will have no idea what's going on until you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When am I going to be done anyway? I feel like, is it this year that I'm finished? <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe we'll get to that in some of our uh, oh. categories today oh okay yeah the important thing to know is you have to <laughs> you have to read hannah twice before you understand it oh, um sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so today we just wanted to talk about all the books we read last year so that's what we're gonna do <laughs> start off the year talking about books we liked instead yeah. of reading maximum right yeah instead of talking about a book we don't like anymore. yeah exactly <laughs> so i thought we would start by just like doing doing a quick top 10 okay for the year get that out of the way yeah and then and then maybe we'll dive into the books a little bit later on more thorough descriptions uh-huh <laughs> so yeah i guess i'll i guess i'll go first since that's normally the order we do. Yeah, that's the typical order. Of that's typically sure. how we do yeah. it. Um, unlike our order, my books are in no particular order. I I did not <laughs> order these from number one to number 10. They are just all in top 10. So my top 10 include, obviously, A Song for the Wild Built uh -huh. by Becky Chambers. Uh, the Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi. Ledges and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Love on the Brain by Allie Hazelwood, The Queer Principles of Kit Webb by Kat Sebastian, A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk, Illuminations by T. Kingfisher, Tress of the Emerald Sea by good old Brando Sando, and then two books by K.J. Charles, which is Slippery Creatures and Spectred Isle. And that's my top ten. Ooh, I like those titles of the last two. That's Yeah, fun. I... Normally try not to put two by the same author on my list, but I could not, I did not have a 10th book on my list by the end of this year. So I went yeah. back through my KJ Charles <laughs> books and picked another series that I liked. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, what about you guys? What were your top 10s? And let's find out how much overlap we all had. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see. Yeah. I think there's only one book that will overlap with all three, but I will not spoil it right away. Um, but my <laughs> list is also not in any particular order. It's just how they showed up in my Goodreads list. So that's the order they're in right now. <laughs> so that is Two Wrongs Make a Right by Chloe Lease, Tress of the Emerald Sea by the one and only Brando Sando, uh, The Foxglove King by Hannah Witten. The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. The Adventures of Amina El Sarafi by Shannon Chakraborty. A Love, Theoretically, by <laughs> Ali Hazelwood. <laughs> Alone with You in the Ether by Olive Blake. Happy Place by Emily Henry. Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And A Paladin's Grace by T. King Fisher Ooh. to Sophie's I'm Sure... Forever delight, and I told you so's. That is all. <laughs> yeah, only forever. Just forever and ever, amen. 
forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, she's been telling me to read this book for like what four years. Never. Like, yeah, okay, you were right. I'm sorry. I never Jeez. say I told you so. <laughs> we say it. I know for you only when you prompt yeah. me by saying it. <laughs> We all know you're thinking it. <laughs> I'm just happy that you guys read it. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the one she's been trying to get me to read longer, I think, is actually Sword Heart. So once yeah. I finally read that one, then she'll get on me. Yeah. Well, spoilers, but you're going to love Sword Heart. So. <laughs> After rereading them, I do think I'm more sure that you would like Paladin's Grace. Sword Heart, you, I don't, yeah. you might like it a little less, but uh, okay. it's still pretty good. <laughs> mm. Okay, mm-hmm. no, that's fair. All right, well, my top 10 for the year are in chronological order of when I read them, because that's how I organize my Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Sophie, I try not to have repeat authors, but I did end up with two repeat authors because they were just that good for me. So that sounded weird. I have <laughs> <laughs> How to Be a Normal Person by TJ Klune. If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio, Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt, In the Lives of Puppets by T.J. Klune, The Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi, A Pocket Guide to Pigeon Watching by Rosemary Mosco, Tress of the Emerald Sea by this breakout, like, new indie author, I think, Randa Sando. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, new guy. Just this new guy on the scene, Brandon Sanderson. Nobody's heard of him before. We've discovered him. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Bookshops and Bone Dust by Travis Baldry. And then both Paladin's Grace and Swordheart by T. Kingfisher. So I told you so. No, <laughs> you did tell us so, and you were correct. <laughs> uh, you're going to be hearing more about those books <laughs> from me today, I think. <laughs> like a lot. Like a couple times, for sure. <laughs> like a lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about your guys' Goodreads year in review. Okay. I want to hear your stats. Our stats? I want to hear your stats. Yeah, I read 84 books. I read 27,047 pages. My longest book was 492 pages, Mercedes Lackey. Of course. And my shortest one was 61 by KG Charles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and my average rating was 4.2. Oh. Read a lot of good books, I guess, this year. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. What about you guys? Cool. Okay. Well, I read 82 books, which was apparently 31,769 pages, but a lot of that was also audiobooks, so that page count's not really accurate, but the minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. my shortest book was 30 pages, which was Damn. the sex our sex jesus the sixth what it was the sex (laughs) okay the book was the six deaths of the saint by alex eharo which is like probably the best short story you'll ever read so everyone should read it and uh, my longest book was rhythm of war by brandon sanderson at a whopping 1213 pages so unnecessary god The average book length I read in 2023, though, was a reasonable 387 pages. And my average rating was a 4.0. Damn. Huh. Uh, Yeah. Well, I 
was a little more obsessive about books this year, I think. Yeah, you got that NetGalley thing where I you did. had to read a bunch of books suddenly. <laughs> I had to read a bunch of books real fast. Yeah. Yeah. NetGalley was fun until I got in over my head and panicked. So I read 120 books this year. Oh my um, god. Holy uh, <laughs> shit. I didn't realize it was that many. I didn't. That is so yeah. many. Okay. To be fair, I counted and something like 25 of them were like novellas and then there were there were like four or five graphic novels. So like, take that with count. a grain of salt. That's yeah. still a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> At least still count. Almost 41,000 pages. Um, Damn. About half of that, I would guess, was audiobooks. My shortest book was A Thief in the Night by K.J. Charles, which was 76 pages. And I hated it, so I was surprised when Sophie suddenly started reading everything this person has ever written, but maybe the other <laughs> ones are good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read A Thief in the Night because it was the only one that had bad reviews on it. <laughs> ah, okay. I think it was, I, I think that one was like included with Audible and oh. it was short, so I just listened to it on a whim one day and I didn't like it. It's funny because the shortest book I read, which was by KJ Charles, The Rat Catcher's Daughter, I think you would love it, Hannah. Wow. So. <laughs> Maybe I should anyway. read more of their books. <laughs> anyway, my longest book at 748 pages was Brzinger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, <nice>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Was it? It was. <laughs> average book length, 340 pages, and my average rating was 4.1. So we all seem to like rate basically around a 4, eh? Yeah. I feel like the majority of books I read this year were just a 4. Which for me is like pretty good. Yeah. Um, and if you ask me if you should read it, I would say yeah. Great. Yeah. I feel like I had a lot of threes, but mm-hmm. and more twos than normal. But yeah, I usually will go for a four. Four is yeah. Yeah. Four is kind of my default rating. Yeah. I'm usually not going for books that are gonna be like a two or three. Like I'm not actively seeking those kinds of things. So I feel like having an average rating of four makes sense because it's like mm-hmm. Usually the books I rate two or three or even one, they should be books I like, but then they're just flops. So I mean, yeah, like I don't actively seek books that are like badly reviewed and read them like some people do. Do people do that? Yeah. Well, mostly it has to do with like popular books. Like there's a lot of people out there who read all of the hyped books just to hate them. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. why? Oh, yeah. why are you doing this to yourself? Like. You know you're not going to like Fourth Wing. You know you're not going to like Sarah J. Mass. Like, you know yeah. this. Whereas, like, I don't do that. You know, like, if I hear a book description, I'm like, that's great that people love that. I'm like, I'm not going to read that. Like, you know, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. I feel like it would be more worthwhile to like, I don't know. There are people out there who play like the worst rev- rated games mm-hmm. on Steam and then they like talk about the good yeah. parts. <laughs> And I'm like, mm. I feel like I people would... don't usually do that. No, <laughs> like I feel like I'd opposite. be more invested in that for a book reviewer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I would appreciate if people did that, but it's it's usually not. Like it's usually to like it almost feels like what is the saying? Yuck on people's yums is what people <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like listen, reading is so subjective. So it's like I'm not gonna go out of my way to read something that I know I'm going to rate poorly just to rate it poorly. So like the fact that I have an average rating of four makes sense because I do try to actively seek books that should be four or five stars for me. And then Mm. if they end up being a flop, 
well like that's usually like i think there was maybe five out of those 82 that were kind of a flop so like yeah yeah i also don't take any joy in like giving a bad review or like saying something mean about a book where the author will see it (laughs) i like i'm not mad at the author for making a bad book (laughs) i I just don't want to read it (laughs) yeah i mean sometimes i feel like it's warranted i'm still mad about the person who wrote lifestyles of gods and monsters (laughs) well i have a personal vendetta against them oh well (laughs) like some of us just don't finish books we don't like (laughs) yeah i don't i have to know what happens it's the same reason why i sometimes read books that i don't think i'll like because they're like super hyped on like book talk or something and i just want to know what's going on yeah yeah that's fair yeah is it (laughs) i mean like no i think it's fair to want to to see what a hyped book is about i was more making a point against people who like they purposely go after every single one of these like books that they clearly know they're not gonna like like yeah i i think for you hannah like i know like fourth wing is one for example and it's like that kind of it had dragons so it's not like it was like completely out of left field for you to read it you know yeah no i i saw that one and bought it before the hype popped off because i saw like one single review where someone was like this is like a good romance with dragons and i was like perfect so i bought it instantly (laughs) so like (laughs) that one i thought would be in my wheelhouse and i did like fourth wing and then iron flame is what it is yeah well that was just <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't no, need my, to talk my about point, it like, <laughs> no my point is just there's a lot of people out there who've made their whole personality on hating popular books and i just mm-hmm. like that like even if they and, like the book they're gonna review it badly mm-hmm. yeah because they won't admit to it yeah and i'm like fine you know what if this is how you're making your money whatever but like there's some people who are just kind of mean and like malicious about it i don't like it and it's just like why are you doing this like we read because we like to do it so why are you going out of your way to rate all these books one two stars when you know that they're like not being marketed towards your style or what you like like it's just it's very backwards to me it just annoyed me (laughs) Sorry to be so passionate about it. <laughs> How dare you? Um, no, <laughs> no, of course. I have a lot of feelings. Yes. <laughs> I heard a bunch of them earlier. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of having a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. do we want to talk about what our top three genres were that we each read this year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> from the from the My Year in Books website. Yes, right? but I don't think mine's correct. <laughs> That's fine. You can say why you don't think it's correct. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. Should we yeah. explain what year in books is? Because I only learned about it this year. Yeah, someone's, I think it was someone's boyfriend created this algorithm for them that would basically do Spotify wrapped, but with Goodreads. I think it's just like Python code based. And it was just like, yeah, they did that. And then it just kind of went all over Bookstagram, BookTok, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah. It's just myyearinbooks.com. Um, yeah. And it uh, imports, scrapes something, data from your Goodreads profile. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it basically just mines the data from Goodreads. You give it your profile mine, URL. That's the word. Yeah, and then it pops out your top genres, your top author, your reading vibe, which is kind of fun. And then it just yeah. shows you some of your your top five or your five-star books. 
though. Yeah. So yeah. we could talk about like our genre and author and reading vibe. Because um, <laughs> mine, I know Hannah doesn't feel like hers are particularly accurate. Mine is <laughs> damningly accurate. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I reread a lot of books this year because I am writing my thesis. Uh-huh. Uh, and so my top genres were romance, fantasy, and historical fiction. And that is on brand. That is that is everything I read this year. All of, all within those three categories. <laughs> uh, my top author was Mercedes Lackey. Wow. Because I read 25 books by Mercedes oh Lackey my God. this year. Oh my God. Or I thought year. it was going to be KJ Charles. I didn't, Me too. Like, I didn't think you reread that many Mercedes 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 lackey books <laughs> yeah i read a lot and it's because she just and it's all from the one like world so i didn't even read her two other like worlds which are admittedly oh, full damn. of a lot fewer books probably like 10 each but yeah i reread all the valdemar books which is 25 books making me in the top five percent of fans wow wow um wow. yeah and th- yeah thank you i am definitely in the top fans of Mercedes Lackey in the year 2023 slash four. But, and I guess the last thing, my reading vibes were enchanting. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like if I had to like describe a book that was for Sophie, it's probably some kind of maybe romantic, whimsical fairy tale. Yeah. Which is encompassed by the word enchanting exactly yeah i usually go for whimsical but you know maybe i'm i'm gonna pivot and say enchanting from now on the enchanting is probably the the romance romance part yeah yeah but yeah those were mine what about you guys well i'm i'm not too far off from you um (laughs) because (laughs) my top genre was also romance yeah my second genre was also fantasy (laughs) but number three was contemporary which was definitely all of the Mm. contemporary romances and then the romance is only higher because there's also fantasy romance in there um right so yeah you know same vibes (laughs) same vibes Uh (laughs) same vibes (laughs) yeah but my top author was not mercedes lackey uh i do apologize uh it was actually chloe least who has quickly become one of my favorite romance authors and as sophie has done with kj charles i have basically gone and re or i'm reading her entire catalog of books because they are all fantastic i was also in her top five percent of readers which yay go me anyways and my reading vibes were adventurous Ooh, (laughs) that makes sense yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think they nailed you also. Yeah. I think it was pretty accurate. Except I think that five percent is a bit of a lie because I feel like Sophie had to have been in the point one percent. How dare you? But yeah. Do, does I'm your sorry, qualifier? but who else read twenty five Mercedes Lackey books <laughs> in the year of I'm Yeah, I'm rereading In the year of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I read 25 Mercedes Lackey books that had all been published, like, before 1995. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my point. Yeah. No, it was probably 2005, but still. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, mine does have a qualifier, Hannah. Mine says, in brackets, maybe with a question mark. Okay, so does mine. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So does mine. I didn't see that. I forgot. Yeah. So maybe that part is just like a little more dicey, but uh, I feel like that part is probably just like, like a flat statement in the code or whatever. Like you're going to be in the top 5% of fans, maybe for whoever your favorite author is. Yeah. Fair. That was kind of my guess. Cause I only read eight books by my favorite author this year. I wonder who it could be. Um, yeah, speaking possibly. Speaking of that, let's, let's maybe go to Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my top category was fantasy, of course. Mm-hmm. My second highest category was romance, which is uh-huh. not that surprising either. <laughs> it's the third category that I have a qualm with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not even a qualm. <laughs> a, just one. <laughs> so, so, somewhat of a qualm. Maybe a couple qualms. It says my third most read category was YA with 31 books. I didn't know I read that much YA. I know I read some YA. But even like being generous and counting through my books, the ones I would consider YA, there's only 20 of them. So I'm not sure where the other 11 came from. Like, okay, we briefly talked about this before. Sorry to reveal that we talk outside of the podcast. But <laughs> like... You mentioned, and I just need to address it, like, you're not counting the Shannon sheets? No, I I did count those. You did count. Okay. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure those are definitely YA. Yeah. I count Shannon McGuire's Wayward Children series, which is one of my favorite of the year, as YA. But they are shelved in adult fantasy. I don't really know why. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, would say that's definitely a YA series. I mean, there's some murder. There's, <laughs> there's, there's some quite, murder. There's quite a bit of murder. Yeah, like, like a gory fair murder. murder. Yeah. I mean, mostly just in the first and second one, though. I mean, the Hunger Games are still YA. Yeah. And the characters are younger YA. than the ones. YA is a nonsense category. YA uh, has a lot yeah, of YA murder is nonsense. in it, I would argue. Yeah. It does. I mean, this is just leading into Sam and I's conversation from earlier, where romance is also a nonsense category. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Sam and I had a whole discussion a few days ago about (laughs) the difference between a fantasy romance and fantasy romance, where we came to no conclusion, really. Anyway, my uh, adjective to describe my taste in books this year is effervescent, which is very Edward Cullen Tumblr core of me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you agree with it? I don't know. Maybe. You read a lot of, like, dark books, though. Yeah, I read a lot of... I mean, okay. Dark... Let We should clarify. Dark for us. Like, not dark Horror. for people who read, like, dark books. Like my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... I can tell you, those books are fucked up. We don't read that. No, yeah. that man reads a bunch of very strange things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's why I didn't say horror. I just said dark. That's but, true. Yeah. It was just like, while a lot of my books are fantasy or romance or both, I feel like there's a lot of other business going on in there. Like there's yeah. some like sci-fi, there's like a fair amount of nonfiction, some like literary fiction. So maybe it's just confused. And it's like, it's mostly fantasy with some other stuff sprinkled in there. You know what sprinkles are like? They're like effervescence. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sure. my my top author of the year was not Mercedes Lackey, but it was Sophie's other favorite, uh, yeah. which is T. Kingfisher. Because after Sophie made us read one of them in September, I read every single book in The World of the White Rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I loved all of them. 
Spoiler. Pretty good. Spoilers. Spoilers for the rest of this episode. They're pretty good. On that note, we're going to go into some of these books that made up all of these categories and numbers that we just talked about. (laughs) I hope this is a good episode. Yeah, we came up with some categories based entirely on the books we want to talk about. Yeah, so let's start with the hardest one, Uh (laughs) which is, what was your favorite read of 2023? And I'll start with mine, which was Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. It's, I don't know, I feel like this one took the internet by storm. Uh, Sure did. But it's like, just like the lowest stakes, cozy mystery? <laughs> about yeah. an orc retiring from like essentially a D&D adventuring party deciding to open a coffee shop and the very brief <laughs> struggles barely even struggles uh-huh. difficulties that go into that um uh-huh. and I absolutely loved it it was so I don't know I didn't expect it and it was just cozy and I liked it a lot so it was my favorite read of 2023 what about you guys <laughs> My favorite read of 2023 was not cozy, um, but it was a Alone with You in the Ether by Olive Blake, which it's a contemporary romance, but I wouldn't even say it's a romance because it's kind of just the story of two very broken people finding their way through life together. And I don't know what it is, but just the way that Olive Blake writes, it's just straight to my soul. And this book is just written so beautifully. And I couldn't think of anything else but it for a while. And I read this back in January of 2023. So it's been almost a year since I've read it now. And I still can't stop thinking about it. It's a really (laughs) good book. (laughs) Nice. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Hannah? Well, my favorite was Cozy. My favorite was Tress of the Emerald Sea um, mm-hmm. by our buddy Brandon Sando, yep. which is the first Brandon Sanderson book that I've ever read, actually. And now I want to go read a bunch more of them. And it's just like about this girl who goes to sea in like this crazy fantasy world. And like, I can't even remember the plot now that I have to talk <laughs> about it. I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to rescue the her love. Yeah, she's her, trying her to rescue her lover boy. Her lover. Yeah. By becoming a mushroom sea pirate. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that, that it yeah, was... exactly. Like, yeah, it was like cozy fantasy, but also a pirate boat with weird world building. I was like, yeah. this is exactly at the intersection of my interests. Yeah. So I loved that book, even though I apparently can't remember what happened to it. <laughs> Guess you'll have to reread it. <laughs> I am excited to reread it. Welcome to the world of Brandon Sanderson. Wow. (laughs) I'm pretty stoked. I read one other one of his books this year, but I'm still kind of behind. Yeah, I've only read one other book by him, but it did not measure up to Tress, in my opinion. Yeah, (laughs) I really liked it, but Tress was just really special, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it just, there's something different about Tress. Tress is also, like, often said to be his worst book, so... Oh, really? Yeah. The world building in yeah. Elantris, like, genuinely, like, I loved Elantris. It blew my mind. But Tress oh, was great. just, like, a whole other tier. But that's, like, he's grown that much because Elantris was his first book and is often credited as his weakest. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. Next, let's talk about our favorite series. Yeah. yeah. Favorite series. So, for this one, I put The Last Binding Trilogy by Freya Marsk 
which starts with The Marvelous Light, <clears throat> which was in my top 10. Yeah, I don't know. I I really liked this series because it's the first series. It's got like Harry Potter vibes, you know? Yeah. Like it's like magical yeah. England, which maybe is very North American of me to be like, wow, there's a series set in England <laughs> and therefore it's Harry Potter. But I don't know. There's like the magical overseeing group. There's like shenanigans. It gets pretty dark, but I really liked the world building. I liked the, you know, murder mystery vibes. I liked the save the world vibes. And then also there were there. It was also romance, which I'm deeply into <laughs> in all books. There should always be a romantic plot of some kind. They were very horny, which distinguishes them uh -huh. from Harry Potter pretty significantly. Uh -huh. But I don't know. I I just really like this series because it sort of gave me the Harry Potter vibes when I can't, I don't want to reread Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> For reasons. For uh, reasons that everyone knows. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't, I, I really like this series and the longer it's been since I finished it, I finished it like the third book was the last book I finished before the new year. <laughs> oh. And damn, I really liked that series. Like it wasn't perfect, but. It had a magical house that changes rooms and stuff around it. Oh, my God. I'm a big fan of those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Listen, I am a simple woman. You give me vampires. You give me a romantic subplot. Yeah. I'm going to love it. And therefore, my favorite series is the Crowns of Nyaxia series, which is the Serpent and Wings of Night series by Carissa Broadbent. Ah. Um I'm sorry. You give me a magical competition. You give me enemies to lovers. You give me vampires. Yeah. I am a puddle at your feet. It is perfection. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Twilight Girl reemerges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the one that people say is like similar to Sarah J. Mass, right? Yeah. Or like, and if, I would, if you like, like Sarah J. Mass, you'll like her kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, I will say I like Carissa Broadbent's writing better. As I've read more, I've started to realize that SJM's writing kind of annoys me a little bit. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I still love her. Like her books are fundamental to me and like are a very core piece of my being. So I'm not going to yeah. be too much. But I like Carissa Broadbent is like all around a little bit better of a writer, in my opinion. And... The vibes are very similar, but they're also very different. But yeah, like if you like SJM, like you're going to like these books. They're good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. But if you don't like SJM, you might also like these books. <laughs> That's important. I, I, like, I want to say that too, because like there's a lot of SJM haters out there. You might still like these. These aren't like as in your face with the broody men. There's one, but like it's not as like annoying anyways i'm gonna stop now every book has to have at least one yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i've been avoiding those books because i do not care for sarah j mass but maybe i should give them a try at some point anyway my favorite series if you can guess this year was the world of the white rat by t kingfisher <laughs> what uh, <laughs> which is her like fantasy romance series primarily about a bunch of paladins who get fucked up 
and have a bunch of <laughs> guilt that they need to deal with. And I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not, but it might be my Catholic school upbringing that makes me like really enjoy that vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, they feel guilty and they have to keep doing penance to relieve themselves of guilt. Like, this is fantastic. I don't know what that says about me, but they're... <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> probably a lot. Probably more than I want to admit on a podcast. But I really enjoyed them. They were all excellent. And being caught up is a tragedy. <laughs> it is. It is really tragic. Um, <laughs> so are you saying that the Paladin series is your favorite out of the three? I That's very difficult. There I, is only one of the sword books. Out, yeah, so there's hard. the four paladin books, one sword book, and two clockwork books. But the clockwork yep. books also have a damaged paladin in them, is the thing. Yeah. And Circus has the same kind of vibe as of like a guy. Yeah. Who... <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> it's, al- it's almost the same thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> writes one man <laughs> yeah i will say i read paladin's grace and i was like wow i love this and then i went to read clockwork boys which is chronologically the first one and i was like this is exactly the same thing <laughs> that's why you're supposed to read clockwork boys first yeah <laughs> chronologically <laughs> yeah and i would recommend reading them in chronological order yeah uh, but I, yeah at first i was like why is this just the exact same book again and then it was like actually that's fine <laughs> Actually, I'm fine with it. Yeah, we can keep doing that. <laughs> Much like with Allie Hazelwood. I will keep reading the same book every time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Without question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was my favorite series. Cool. We'll probably be hearing more about that. <laughs> probably. Who could say? Only us. <laughs> the next category we have is it was written as favorite fantasy, but mm-hmm. uh, we all sort of agreed that we didn't want to like repeat books in our own categories too much. Mm-hmm. And so I changed my personal category to favorite SFF, so science fiction or fantasy, uh. because we didn't have a section for science fiction. And I read more science fiction that I liked than I expected this year. Good idea. I should have done that. Well, I'm just going to go change my answers. <laughs> maybe I'll just agree with my answer. Um, <laughs> okay. I, my favorite SFF for the year was A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers. Mm. Much like Sam saying previously, I read this book like day two of January last year. So <laughs> I don't remember like a ton of the details, <laughs> but I remember the feeling I had, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I, it, it feels was just so good. the feeling. It, it felt it was a book that just felt so good to read. Yeah. I remember the main mm-hmm. character just biking around on a tee carriage and there was yeah. a robot and they had feelings there were just cozy feelings all over the place and it was a whimsical little world and i loved it yeah and it's like a novella so it takes like an hour to read mm-hmm. i love becky chambers i need to read this now <laughs> okay so now imagine that you yes you do imagine that you listen to those books while walking through the woods because that's what Dang. i did and it was Dang. So good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like for some reason, I f- my immediate impression was that if I did that, I would start crying. Yeah. And I don't really know why I would, but I think I would. So maybe I won't do that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did consider it. <laughs> yeah. So what about you guys in your favorite fantasy slash specific fantasy? Yeah, I didn't read any sci-fi. So mine is definitely a fantasy. And it is... The Adventures of Amina El-Sarafi by <gasps> Shannon Chakraborty. Mm. 
Because again, I am a simple woman and you give me a <laughs> pirate adventure and I will love the shit out of it. And that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> I really want to read that. It just happened. Same. It's very good. It's really good. I don't really have much to say. It's been a while, a little while since I've read it too, but it's a lot of fun. Like it's pirates guys in the Indian Ocean, like with like uh, fantasy elements wow. i think that's what i liked about it too is it's like kind of our world because it is based in the indian ocean in like real places okay but there's like this fantasy element with gods and everything it's it's very fun like 10 out of 10 everyone should read it i really need to read the city of brass now i've been putting it <laughs> off for so long <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll make it my birthday month one Oh, you should. But you should. I would love you if you did. <laughs> I loved City of Brass so much that I'm sure I yeah. really got to read this one. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Up next, Hannah. What about you, Hannah? <laughs> yeah, so I didn't want to repeat an answer that I used elsewhere. So I have like, not necessarily my favorite fantasy, but maybe my favorite fantasy that I didn't mention yet. <laughs> so I picked <laughs> I picked Nona the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. Oh. It was just like... Okay. Oh, you both went sci-fi. Yeah. I liked that one too, yeah. Yeah, it was equally as confusing, but also somehow not as confusing as the first two. Yeah. <laughs> and Nona is just a delight. I don't know. I, d I don't have much to say about it because I it's so c complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's like impossible to talk about the third of those books to anybody who hasn't read the first two. <laughs> Like, I feel like it's impossible regardless. Yeah. The series is extremely difficult to yeah. parse. <laughs> yeah, but good. I also uh -huh. enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a jellyfish on the cover. What's not to like? That's true. And a six-legged dog, which yeah. I'm stoked about. And Nona. And Nona. Everybody loves Nona. I love Nona. And <sighs> she loves me, too. And she loves you, too. Next category. Yeah. Yeah. Next category was favorite romance. I put I maybe not my favorite romance. No, it, <laughs> I mean, we're, we can't get into it. We've already gone so far over. Romance is made up. So my uh -huh. favorite romance that I feel like is a romance novel <laughs> uh -huh. was The Queer Principles of Kit Webb. Again, I read this in January, but it was like, it's a historical romance. One is like a scoundrel commoner and the other one is a fancy man and the fancy man hires the scoundrel to teach him how to murder. Oh, <laughs> well, dang. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, I really appreciate a book that, you know, it's a historical romance. It's the romances between two men. And even though it's like acknowledged that... It was a crime at the time to be gay. You don't ever feel worried about it. Mm, that's nice. And so, like, I appreciate not feeling worried about things in books. Yeah. <laughs> when someone can, like, create an atmosphere where I'm not worried about, like, oh, my gosh, they're going to get caught doing something or something's going to go wrong or whatever. I'm just like, I feel, like, cradled in this book. I know <laughs> I'm just going to have a good time as they have a scene where they're learning how to fight and oh no they fall on the floor together oops, <laughs> oops. <laughs> and now they're making out wow anyway i really loved the book Love it was that. very fun written very well and yeah that was my favorite romance it was a good time what about you guys yeah to sophie's point the romance genre is broken i don't know just, uh -huh. just, it is what it is but my favorite romance is 
I read every book I read mostly has a romantic plot in it. Um, mm-hmm. but if I'm going off just romance in my brain, which is usually contemporary romance, I chose Happy Place by Emily Henry because I am once again the most generic girly and <laughs> like all of these picks are like the Goodreads picks and I'm sorry, but I just love what I love. That's allowed. Yeah. Things are popular for a reason. Emily Henry just writes crack to me. Like it's just Yeah. Same crack. I don't know what she does. Yeah. Starbucks is good, but... Lululemon is comfortable, and Emily Henry is a good author. It's great. Uh-huh. She's really great. Love her. So that's that's my favorite. Nice. I'll read one of yeah. her books eventually. <laughs> yeah, same. I have one on hold. Eventually I'll read it. I'm worried you guys might not like them, <laughs> but that's fair. I'll keep it to myself. Yeah. yeah. Just, just don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, similar caveats about like what even is the romance genre. So I picked How to Be a Normal Person by TJ Klune, which is the mm-hmm. first book I read in 2023. Oh. And... Out of all 120 books that I read last year, no book made me laugh out loud harder or sob more than this book did. Like it covered the whole spectrum of emotions for me. And it's about a verily, verily, Versuthi is verily inept in. uh... Have you also been reading historical romance? I didn't think so, but perhaps. Verily, Gus is bad at social interaction. Yeah. And he develops a crush on an asexual stoner hipster and he doesn't know what to do about it. So he (laughs) bothers a saleswoman because he wants to figure out how to buy the internet so he can look things up. So he purchases the internet and a laptop so he can Google things like how to be a normal person because he doesn't know what to do about this crush that that he has. It's so heartwarming. And just, like, so lovely to see both, like, an asexual character being in a relationship and being totally normal and having the (laughs) completely opposite of the (laughs) allosexual character who just, like, does not know how to interact with anybody. (laughs) But everybody loves him because he's just, like, completely himself all the time, even though he's such an oddball. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. He is one of my favorite characters. Nice. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Great. Love that book. Yeah. Maybe it's... that will come back when we talk about favorite characters. Yeah. I picked a different one because I didn't want to do repeats in this list. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. But Gus or what the fuck is his name? Gustavo Tiberius. Up there for sure. One of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Nice. But before that, <laughs> we have two other categories. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's talk about favorite nonfiction. I uh, mine. I don't read a lot of nonfiction. Uh, mine is the one that impacted me the most. Uh-huh. Favorite is yeah, kind of a weird. Uh, yeah. So my favorite nonfiction was "You Just Need to Lose Weight" and "19 Other Myths About Fat People" by Aubrey Gordon. It's her second book. This sort of also reflects that the I spent. 90% of my year listening to the Maintenance Phase podcast, which is Aubrey Gordon is a host of. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of stories and myth busting about experiences in her life and her research. Like, this is her full-time job, is this exactly what's in her book. So huh. I think 
it's one that a lot of people should read, but it's also hurtful to read. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. It's going to hurt my feelings in a way I don't want. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I liked it because it made me think a lot and reconfigure a lot of my thinking. So mm. yeah, that was my nonfiction book. What about you guys? I decided not to pick one that hurt me because I also read a few that hurt me. Um, yeah. But they're very informative and like good reads. But like, no, I chose a much more peaceful listening of The uh, Gathering Moss by Robin oh, yeah. Wall Kimmerer. To be honest, I don't remember a lot about this, but these books are very soothing to listen to. Um, yeah. The first one is Braiding Sweetgrass. And they're just like beautiful books about indigenous nature knowledge and everything and i i think everyone should read them and like i yeah. said listening to them is like a warm hug they're just like huh. real nice she's really good at reading yeah. her own books yeah <laughs> she is <Yeah. laughs> so, it sounds like she's just kind of telling you a story and it's really nice. exactly yeah, it's just like it's just like peaceful, you know. You're like listening. You're mad at your code, and you're just listening to her talk about this beautiful thing. And you're like, nice moss, nice. I love it. Yeah, moss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember actually learning some things about moss at the time. Couldn't tell you what they were now, Couldn't but I do tell remember texting my dad. <laughs> I I remember texting my boyfriend, being like, "Did you know this about moss?" Uh, but I don't yeah. remember what it is right now. <laughs> that is exactly my experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember the the part of Zelda I was playing while listening to it, but I don't remember what I learned. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, well, this category was my suggestion, which is ironic because I then realized that even though I read a bunch of nonfiction, I didn't really have any that stood out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I picked I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy, which was like a viral memoir yeah. about yeah. why child stars shouldn't be a thing, basically. Oof. I. I read a decent yeah. number of like celebrity memoirs this year, and my takeaway from all of them is we should stop letting children be famous in any yeah. capacity. Yep. Yeah. Movies should just not have children in them anymore. That's just that's just it. Yeah. No actors, no royalty, yeah. no public facing of any kind. Just none. <laughs> let them develop on their own time without external pressures from the entire world yeah no influencer children absolutely not get absolutely <laughs> out of here with get that. absolutely out of here <laughs> neat i'll read that one eventually i'm intrigued by the viralness <laughs> yeah it's just like a bonkers Good. it's pretty yeah. rough and it's like a bonkers situation of just how yeah how much of a an influence social pressure and narcissistic parents can have on children dang mm -hmm. just some nice light reading yeah just like a casual fun time a casual fun time speaking of a casual fun time let's do the next category which is favorite author so i know that i read all of mercedes lackey this year and therefore mercedes <laughs> lackey should be my favorite author because she is but i have a moral stand that i can't put rereads or sequels in lists like this because <laughs> uh -huh. like i did i didn't first read it this year so anyway that's a long way to say just sort of by number my favorite author this year was kj charles <laughs> wow because i started reading her books that's shocking and then i read all of them in like four weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they were good they were good <laughs> i don't know they're mostly historical romance 
They are all queer, except for like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are mostly gay, but there are like, I think, four or five sapphic ones. And yeah, they're just good. I mean, I had two of her books on my top 10. So like one of them was a like golden age, not golden age, like the roaring 20s mystery solving shenanigans. And the other one was like fantasy England. There's magic in the ancient well <laughs> sort of Ooh. thing. Like, I don't know. They're just kind of kind of hitting all of the things I enjoy. There was one where a guy had magic crow tattoos. How fun is that? <gasps> I love That is very crows. new. It's very me. Um, it so is. Yeah, KJ Charles was... I didn't even mention the ones that made her viral this year. Like, I oh. think... <laughs> Which ones were those? Those were The Secret Lives of Country Gentlemen. Oh, which, okay. Oh, I have heard of I those. have that on my 2BR, yeah. yeah. Yes. The second one came out this year, and so that series sort of brought KJ Charles into the more popular circle. Yeah, okay. And they were, they were pretty good. It was a similar genre to The Queer Principles of Kit Webb, and I just liked that one more in that specific subset of historical fantasy. Nope, historical fiction scenarios. So that's why those ones weren't like top top of my list but yeah the other ones were pretty good anyway i talked a lot who's who's your guy's favorite author this year i decided to just yeah go with like favorite new author of 2023 i think we all know who my favorite author is though that might be <laughs> uh-huh. changing Ooh. but i have a lot of favorites like i have a lot of auto buy authors yeah. it's a problem for my physical tbr but uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to repeat this just because like, she came up earlier, but Chloe Lease is my new favorite author. This woman just writes romance like really, really well. And her disability rep in each book is just out of this world. Like each hmm. character has like each book has some sort of different representation in it whether it's a physical disability a mental disability like there's just so much good representation done well and seeing characters with these disabilities have these romance stories is just like really refreshing to read in the year of 2023 (laughs) so yeah i'm a big chloe lease advocate i'm a big fan of all her books and it's just not good luckily i've been listening to most of them through audio from the library but she is very much like an instant buy read author for me now. Like sh- 10 out of 10. Fantastic. Well, that is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> My favorite new author this year was T. Kingfisher, obviously. What? Yeah, we can move <laughs> on. <laughs> We're not going to move on very hard because the next category is favorite character. And I cheated because I reread all of T. Kingfisher this year, and I'm saying my favorite character <laughs> is Zale. I love Zale. They're so good. Zale is my favorite character from T. Kingfisher. I don't know who that is. Oh my god, they're so good. They are a side character Yeah. in several books. They are a lawyer, and they're just the best. <laughs> they're so funny. Yeah, I want them to so have good. their own book at some point. Oh my god, me too. They're not even a main character. They're a side character. No. They were my favorite character out of all the books I read this year. And I'm standing by it. <laughs> That's fair. What about you guys? I struggled with this one. I don't know. There was not really like any character that like stood out to me that I was like, 
oh my god, this is like my new Aelin Galathinius kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, though, I chose Emily Wilde from Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies by Heather Fawcett, mostly because this she was an academic studying fairies. And I was like, this is fun. <laughs> And she was fun and she didn't take no shit from no man. And you know what? I appreciate that. The book (laughs) as a self wasn't like one of my favorites just because it was a little bit too slow for me and a little bit too whimsical at times. But (laughs) the character itself was great. So, yeah, I'll say that. Too whimsical. Damn. Too whimsical, huh? Slow and whimsical? Sounds like a Sophie book. You know what I mean? When there's no. no I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you like it, so you don't notice it. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. It's just when it gets a little bit too flowery and there's like too much description and there's too much whimsy, I'm just like, okay, come on. So this one had a little oh, bit of fuck up. that. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. That's why I think you might like this one. Great. Yeah, it sounds like maybe. But huh? also mostly for like the academia aspect of this, as someone who has been through academia, as someone who's currently going through academia, Sophie, <laughs> you might. Um, there's just like a little added thing to it. Like you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> Anna? <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm going to say... General Oyoung from He Who Drowned the World and I guess the first one, She Who Became the Sun, duology by Shelley Parker Chan. And he's just like one of the most complex and interesting characters I've ever read, mostly because he is so angry at the whole world and like refuses to let anything be done about it. So definitely not whimsical or like charming like emily wilde or zale (laughs) he has like this extremely oh what's the word i want to use like extremely solid casing around himself almost and he has like this kind of cult of power around him in the universe that both like does align and doesn't with how he sees himself and a huge theme in this duology is gender. I think the author themselves is non-binary. So like all of the main characters have like kind of deep thoughts and feelings about their gender and their presentation and the way that the world perceives their gender. So that's very interesting. Cool. Yeah. He's definitely not a fun, happy character. He is an <laughs> extremely angry unhappy character (laughs) but just like really really interesting i've never read another character like that cool Mm -hmm. shall we the next category yes the the next category is favorite 2023 release this one was easy for me because i think i read like two books that came out in 2023 (laughs) and thankfully one of those was tress of the emerald sea so yeah. that one was my favorite 2023 release, and we've already talked about it, so I'm I'm going to just leave it there. But it was really good, as we've said. <laughs> so what about you guys? See, I had, I had the opposite problem in that eight out of ten of my books were released in 2023, and I don't oh know how God. I did that, uh-huh. <laughs> but I did. So... We're going to throw a wild card out here. Instead of talking about one of those again, I'm going to talk about the one book that I could not stop fucking thinking about and had to fucking read it in two days because it had me (laughs) in its grips. And that is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaris. 
<laughs> oh, we couldn't avoid it. I'm so proud of no. you for saying that. Okay, listen. <laughs> Tell us all about it, Sam. <laughs> listen. Yeah. I, again, am a simple woman. Yeah. And unfortunately, that book was written in the exact way that, like, it took me to get about 20, 25% in. But once I hit 25%, I could not stop thinking about this goddamn book. I literally... Yeah had it on my kindle i had to be reading it like i was up until like midnight or something which is late for me i go to bed at like 10 these days like i could not put this goddamn book down is it a great book no yeah but (laughs) it's addicting but it's compelling yeah it's compelling the middle of that book was so good yeah yeah i don't know i haven't read it but not only did it have its hooks in you but the hooks had like the backward facing barbs on it yeah so you couldn't <laughs> get off of it if you wanted to <laughs> no like it's embarrassing i understand <laughs> why people love it so much and hannah and i've talked about it a lot and like it's not mm-hmm. it's not by any means a groundbreaking book but it's just like the way it's written and like i understand yeah from the romance perspective especially why it's so popular and it's gone the way it is i've like personally read better but it is very compelling and it is very addicting and like there's no denying that hate it or love it what you can that book is a phenomenon and it's done wonders for a reason so yeah yeah. truly yeah yeah there we go It made it onto our list. It made it, it made in. It on. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Fourth Wing. Congrats to Fourth Wing. Winner of so many things, including this. Yeah. I know it's not yours, though, Hannah. <laughs> no, well, I also did like it. I will admit yeah. that. Yeah, in an effort not to be repetitive, I decided to say that my favorite 2023 release was The Tandem, The Sun and the Star, and The Chalice of the Gods by Rick Riordan and, in the first case, Mark Ashiro. Just because I am a Percy Jackson kid and I am heavily influenced by nostalgia. And I was just like, I was just so happy, uh, particularly with the Chalice of the Gods, to see Percy again. Just, I love that boy. (laughs) He's a good egg. He's a good egg. I'm a fan of that. (laughs) I'm a fan of it. So yeah, that just, I don't think they were the best books released this year, but I was just happy to see them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read good. the Chalice of the Gods yet, so I can't say anything about it. But it, I mean, it's like good. the same vein. It, it's just like Percy has to go on a quest. Ridiculous shit happens. I'll the do, end. I'll read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> incredible. All right, next category is favorite new release in a series. I don't know if mine counts because I don't know that it's technically a series. <laughs> but I picked Illuminations by T. Kingfisher because technically I think it's kind of in the same series as A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking. Okay. I Like, I don't think they're technically a series, but they belong together in some sort of category. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> they, they have like the same cover art, you know? They do, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I didn't read any other new release in a series. <laughs> this year so (laughs) illuminations is like it's a i guess it's a middle grade book kind of like the other one but the character is like the kid in a family of magical painters and the paintings all 
very specific components of a painting repeated like the exact same way basically will cause a magical effect like keep the cats out of the pantry or nope not cats keep the mice out of the pantry (laughs) (laughs) i feel like also cats yeah keep things clean keep the milk from spoiling that sort of thing that's cool and it's about a kid in the family who can't really do it and what needs to happen when everything goes wrong (laughs) wow yep so it's fun it's about a family kind of banding together which is great (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i really liked it so yeah that was my new release in a series kind of (laughs) what about you guys i I kind of struggled with this one because even though my goal was to try to like finish more series that i started a lot of those i didn't and then there weren't new releases if they were so (laughs) Uh, I've chosen Hellbent by Lee Bardugo because that came out this year and it was in the, what is it? Alex Stern series, um, mm-hmm. which is the follow-up to Ninth House. And it was pretty good. I mean, I'm not as in love with this series as I was like Six of Crows, but it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like fun it. covers. Yeah, they do. Fun so. is definitely a word for that cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the dead fetal rabbit on it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I didn't have the red one, though. I wish I had the white one, but eh, oh, it is what I it like is. the red one. That's fair. Yeah. My favorite new release in a series was Lost in the Moment and Found by Seanan McGuire. It's book eight in the Wayward, ser- Wayward Children series that we talked about a bit earlier. And it's about a little girl who finds a door to the shop where the lost things go and it's just things that get lost they end up there and people who know the way there can come and buy things and she realizes i mean it's a wayward children book so she slowly realizes that something a little dark is happening what (laughs) yeah but yeah it's one of my favorites in that series i liked it nice yeah and i mean you gotta love novellas (laughs) novellas <laughs> yeah novellas are great yeah so good they yeah. are <laughs> yeah great well the last of our favorites categories is the biggest surprise for me it's just a surprise to me personally was the kaiju preservation society by john scalzi i don't know that this is entirely true but i had sort of assumed john scalzi was an author i would not like uh-huh and that's on me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because I loved the Kaiju Preservation Society. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's about a guy who, like, at the beginning of COVID, essentially gets laid off and is down on his luck. And then he gets a job with the Kaiju Preservation Society, which is, like it sounds, <laughs> uh, going to the other dimension where all the Kaiju live. <laughs> and it's fun. It's so yeah. fun. I had a great time with it. And um, yeah. yeah. So that one was mine. Relevant book to this podcast. Honestly, yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to piggyback Truly on awesome. Sophie's because that was my answer as well. Um, oh, okay. I was not expecting was not for it to be one of my like top five books of the year, but it absolutely <laughs> was. But there it was. Yep. It's so good. I, I read it right after, like literally it was the next book, like a day later that I read after Tress of the Emerald Sea. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, doing I, amazing. I read them pretty close together too. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> these are so good." And they were book club books. We did a great job. We did a great job. I think three <laughs> book club books were in my top ten this year, so that's pretty good. Yeah, me too. I guess. Yeah, I had three, two. Yeah. 
Yeah, so go us. That's fair. None of them were my choices. <laughs> that, were they all Sam's then? I they must. I think be. they were all Sam's. No, well, one was yours. Oh, did... two of Sam's and one of Sophie's for me. I did a marvelous light, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that one was yeah, my idea. I, I think. Yeah. I think it might have been both of our ideas. Anyway, Sam, tell yeah. us your biggest surprise first. <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed Kaiju, but it, I am not as passionate about it as you guys are. <laughs> but my biggest surprise was actually a study in drowning by Ava Reed, which we all read like Wolf and the Huntsman or whatever, her first book, and hated it a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. I will always give an author... I always give an author two chances, and I'm glad I did. It's quite good. I won't. But Hannah, don't read it. It's about Faye. Don't read it. Uh, <laughs> it, it won't. It won't be a surprise for Hannah. <laughs> Sophie, you you might like it. It's kind of fucked up, though. Both of you just don't read it. Don't bother. <laughs> Maybe just. Don't. I'll just skip don't. that one. But I That's liked fair. it. That's yeah. great. I'm glad you liked it, yeah. especially after the first one. Yeah. Of hers. Yeah, the audiobook was really good too. The narrator did a really good job on it. So, oh, um, nice. Yeah. That helps. It was, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to do a speed round of a couple categories. Unfortunately, none of my books are repeats of what I've said before. So, everyone's just going to have to look them up after <laughs> I'm not describing them. But the first category of our speed round is favorite trope. I guess slash genre. We got into an argument about this of 2023. <laughs> and mine is specifically the cozy mystery murder in the library genre slash trope. I guess it's not a trope, but yeah. What's yours, Sam? Yeah, I I will say since that argument, I've changed my tune anyways. But uh, <laughs> I was mostly the one fighting it because I was like, <laughs> but now that I'm having a vendetta against romanticy, I'm on board with anyways. <laughs> yeah, Fine. My fair. favorite trope remains enemies to lovers. That's all. <laughs> yeah. We're all Uh-oh. shocked. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. It's still there. It's still my favorite. I'm sorry. I am so predictable. <laughs> Hannah. Well, I'm embarrassed now because I said romanticy question mark because of T. Kingfisher. I've never been a romanticy girly before, but maybe I am. I don't know. We're, we can't argue about how none of uh, how Sam and I don't think T. Kingfisher is a romanticy, but it's not. No, we don't no, have time for this. I will say this. I no, I just will say this. I am against romanticy as a genre, and I do believe it is a trope, and therefore it is accurate in this category. That is all. By okay. okay, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Next speed round that we're going so fast. <laughs> so speedy. <laughs> we're so fast. Is favorite cover art. And my favorite cover art was The Watchmaker of Filigree Street by Natasha Pulley. Yay. Yay. Sam, go. <laughs> That's good art. Mine was The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. Ooh. Woo. Go, Hannah. Also Hell good. yeah. Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee. Nice. All Different vibe, but. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, next. Favorite audiobook. I picked Gathering Moss by Robin Wall Kimmerer. <laughs> nice. I picked, guess what? Kaiju Preservation Society. Oh Woo! my god. Fun. Hannah. We're switching all over the place. Wow. The World We Make by N.K. Jemison, just because the Ooh. effects were so good. Oh, dang. They would be. They were so good. Damn. Okay, next one is favorite reread. I had so many to choose from. <laughs> Wow, which one did you The Oathbound by Mercedes Lackey. My favorite trilogy. Wow. Yep. Sam. Mine was Mistborn by the man, the legend, Brando Sando. 
<laughs> Brando Sando. Brando Sando, our guy. <laughs> Mine was The Outsiders by Essie Hinton, one of my perennial favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I've heard it's good. <laughs> I don't think you would like it because you're not wouldn't. 13. No. Speaking of things I wouldn't like, <laughs> next speed <laughs> round is least fave. Look, just preamble. I don't finish books I don't like, so I didn't include any of those. But uh-huh. the one that I finished was Assistant to the Villain by Hannah oh. Nicole Mirror. And I will be reading the next one, but <laughs> it's still my least favorite. I was going to say, <laughs> of so the one this year. No, that's fair. That's a fair caveat. There had to be one, and it was this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sam, okay. what about okay. you? My least favorite was Cursed by Marissa Meyer. Just a disappointment. Anyways, Hannah. <laughs> My least favorite was Heir to Thorn and Flame by Ben Alderson. I do finish books I hate, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> uh, I just don't finish them. But I have to know what happens. <laughs> do you? You don't. Apparently. I'm between both of you. You can read the reviews or the summary. No, I gotta know. Okay, that's I'm also wrong. a hater though. Like I will hate read things. Oh, I'm so out of the time. No one does. No, me neither. But speaking of being a hater, most disappointing. Like I, this was still a pretty good book, but Portrait of a Scotsman by E. V. Dunmore. I have to qualify this because it was a good book, but it has like pairing trope that I normally love in historical romance, and they did it badly. So. Oh. They didn't know. Sorry. They did it in a responsible feminist way, <laughs> which oh. makes the trope Yay? not as good. For- <laughs> this oh. is embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to put Sophie out of her misery and I'm going to go in with the disappointing, which was The Atlas Paradox by Olive Blake because this book mm-hmm. did not need to exist. That is all. Hannah. I'm going to put myself on blast. Um, <laughs> Mine was Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Wow. What a good time. Switching back to being positive again. Yeah, compliment sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we've ended the speed round, and now let's talk about our most anticipated release for 2024. I don't pay attention to what books are coming out. Yeah, me Purposefully. Neither. So that I get surprised when it's like, oh my god, it came out three days ago. But the one I do hope is coming out this year and want to come out this year the most is Electo the Ninth. Ooh. The next in the Gideon the Ninth series by Tamsin Weir. That's the one I'm most excited about. I want more. I want more. (laughs) More, please. I don't have anything to say about it. As I said, the series is so complicated. Yeah. I'd love to know what anything is that's going on so literally no idea what's going literally on at all in it. that series but yeah. it's really good somehow would be cool probably <laughs> what about you sam <laughs> so i i do know basically every new release coming out almost because i yeah. stalk it <laughs> mostly because i have a book buying problem and books are cheaper on release week because indigo puts them on sale mm-hmm. so that right. is my mm-hmm. reasoning anyways to nobody's shock my most anticipated book comes out in 18 days, and it oh. is The House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocking. Uh-huh. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. So me and the rest of the internet uh, will be consuming that 
fairly, I assume, on January 30th. <laughs> is this the one you have to buy seven copies yeah, of? Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm only buying one because it's bullshit. And I'm not a bonus yeah. chapter person. I don't give two fucks. But it's yeah. capitalism at its finest where each exclusive edition of this book has a different bonus scene so that the people that are obsessive go out and buy seven copies of this $43.99 oh Canadian my book. Oh my God. Yeah, I paid, I pre-ordered it and got it for $25 because I Ooh, nice. refuse to pay yeah. 43 I think it's 43 or 45 but it's like, stupid absurd like, that's ridiculous making me so mad do they have different covers no it's just a different bonus not? chapter with different characters oh, no i hate that it's all the same i cover. thought they had different covers what the hell not oh, that i'm aware of i'm mad about that and then in it's just the chapters in eight months you can buy the special like yeah. just the bonus chapters book no they said they're not doing that no they've mm. literally said they're not doing that and they're not releasing uh. any of them online yeah, it's like, this is like the thing. I can understand why people are so hateful towards Sarah J. Mass because she's associated with capitalism at its finest. I get it. Yeah, this one's the same wild. point. I'm like, this one's a lot. It is a lot, but it's like, it's, it's Bloomsbury. I'm sure she has something yeah. to say about it. Yeah. And I'm like, it is what it is. This is a capitalistic society. Take advantage of it. Whatever. You're going to do that. Ugh, we're all crooks. Like, whatever. In like, in four days, the bonus chapters are going to be yeah. on the internet somewhere. <laughs> four minutes. Well, not that's like, it. People are going to put them up. The first three chapters of this book have already been leaked because it's been released in Brazil, apparently. So, like, oh. there's... <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> I don't... I Anyway, I'm very heated about all this. I don't want to go into it, but it is my most anticipated release because it is Yay. the crossover of the century for book readers of the sarah j mass universe <laughs> for book readers of sarah j mass i know <laughs> i had to keep going with it because i was like i had to keep going with the prefaces because i was like wait no 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 so my brain was anyways it's fine no I'm just great. gotta keep going till it's correct yeah yeah incredible. Oh, yeah well what about you hannah <laughs> yeah let's see if anybody is surprised by this mine is somewhere beyond the sea by tj clune uh oh which gosh. is going to be the sequel to the house in the cerulean sea shocking I'm pretty excited. <laughs> it's not coming out till September. Three shocking reveals. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. So surprising. Guys, so surprising. I think we might be a little predictable. <laughs> yeah. uh, all good Maybe choices, a little bit. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Our last category is our reading goals for 2024. Mine are... I'm not, I didn't really make new goals. Mine are to like oh, yeah. finish the five books that I have mostly finished. Like, I have five physical books in my possession that I have mostly finished, and I just haven't finished them. So that's <laughs> my main goal. And then my second goal is to continue to just be really loosey-goosey about <laughs> any book. Like, just I'm just going to keep reading whatever the hell I feel like. Yeah. Without feeling like I have to read any particular book, you know? That's great. Yeah, that's, that's my better. vibe. What about you guys? Honestly, I had goals and I'm just like, I will never keep to them. It's just impossible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I have 75 books as my goal. I'd like to finish a lot of the series that I've started. I need to read the fairy loot books I've bought because they're expensive and I'm behind. Mm -hmm. I need to read all the books I've bought. My Kindle is out of control. My Audible is out <laughs> of control. I just need to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's a good reading just, goal. Just read. <laughs> yeah. Just read. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty in line with my main one, which is that I particularly, I think in 2020 and 2021, but continuing, have way too many books that I've bought and haven't read yet. So as of recording, I have 124 books that I own but haven't read, which is completely unhinged and nobody should be in that situation. Don't say that. (laughs) You'll make Sam feel bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's unhinged. (laughs) I want to get it to less than 100 by the end of the year. That's my goal, which means I have to try to read at least two physical books per month. So we'll see how I do on that. Um, I like that we're unhinged together. Yeah, I think it's just that I'm stressed about the number of books I own that I haven't read because like there's I don't have space on my shelves for any more books. And if I have a book I want to read, there's nowhere to put it. So I'm like, I should get rid of some books, but like I need to read them before I get rid of them. So I know if I like them and want to have a copy. So, yeah, I'm mentally ill in space. Uh, I said that off the top. I think it's. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I suggested I suggested getting rid of the ones you don't want to read anymore. And you said no. Uh, I can't. So, <laughs> so I tried to help as much as I could, but I have my hand up because I have a question. Okay. You can't, you can't see it. My question is, if you continue to buy books this year, are you only counting less than 100 of the books that you had right now? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> oh. Because like, I want to bring the total number down. Damn. That's really yeah. unfair. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll just buy fewer books this year. I did Ooh. order one on Amazon. That sounds kind of crazy. Yesterday. You did just get a Costco membership. I did just get a Costco membership. You have access to cheap books. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have books I wanted, which was great. In my defense, I ordered a nonfiction book that is relevant to my job. So sure. uh, it still counts as a number. 21, though. 125. Yep. I am also thinking about doing what I've been calling in my head Imperial March. Um, (laughs) because a lot of my unread books are Star Wars novels and I like them and I just like haven't read a bunch of them so I want to just try to read a bunch of Star Wars books in March you know what I have a bunch of books that are sci-fi that I haven't read I would join you in an Imperial March if I just read a bunch of my unread sci-fi books (laughs) I think you should do that okay I'll do that (laughs) wow how fun yeah. And Sam is going to read at least one of the Star Wars books with me. So Sam will join in too. Right, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. been voluntold yeah. for this activity. Yeah. Yeah. I am a big fan of all of our books and our goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I didn't really have a goal. I feel like your goal of just reading a bunch of your books is a good one. Yeah. That's good. That's the same as mine. I think that's a good one. Books goal of the year is books. Yeah. Reading goal is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, real quick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's do what we're currently reading. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I don't have a good answer for this. I read Paladin's Faith, the new T. Kingfisher, and it was good. I'm not, I'm, otherwise I'm just reading more histor- historical romance. <laughs> that's, that's the only one I want to talk about. The end. <laughs> I will just speed round it, but I'm currently reading three books, Belladonna by Adeline Grace, The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England by Brandon Sanderson, mm-hmm. and With You Forever by Chloe Lise. I'm listening to House of Roots and Ruin by Aaron A. Craig, and I have been trying to read some more of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark, which I started reading in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. It's just very dense and over 800 pages. 
And an offline friend and I are going to be buddy reading a wizard's guide for defensive baking. Two defensive baking? Two? Yep, four? Two. Tea Kingfisher. It's a Tea Kingfisher yeah. book. So I'm starting that this weekend. And I just wanted to mention it because I'm excited to read more Tea Kingfisher. It's good. Wow. And in January, we read Shark Hurt by Emily Habeck. I have finished that one as of t- the time of this recording, and I loved it. It already went on my potential top 10 for 2024. Damn. Yeah, it is super weird, and it hurt my heart a little bit, which is what I like. And also there was biology in it. So what more can you ask for? I guess you could ask for the book we're reading in February, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. <laughs> yeah. Just taken yeah. a hard turn. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. I won't be able to tell anybody about it. <laughs> I told you guys I read <laughs> Barbarian Aliens. So that's true. And then Sam yeah, read them, right? I don't know. I'm pretty open about what I read. No, the other way around. Oh, the other way around. No, I read it. I read it first. You read it first. Yep. And insisted I had to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember why yeah. now. <laughs> and you were right. I know. <laughs> I like when I'm right. <laughs> you can say right. I told you so, but <laughs> no. <laughs> I think the book I'm most embarrassed about having read is Icebreaker, and I already mentioned that I read that, so... Wow. (laughs) Here we are. Okay. If you liked this somewhat unconventional episode of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, and Blue Sky. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com and on YouTube. And that's it. And that's it. That We don't have any jokes. No jokes. No jokes. We need to go read some books, I think. We don't have time in 2024. We, Hannah's already gone to read a physical book. Sam is already reading three books at the same time. Sophie's just vibing because uh, you vibing. have a thesis. Yeah. You're not reading at all. You're writing. I'm reading my thesis, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) 